Hey, all you little stinkers. We have some unfortunate news you may have already caught wind of. Rooster Teeth, our parent company, is closing its doors. So you may wonder, what does that mean for Tales from the Stinky Dragon? Well, to be completely candid, we're not sure right now. We have a bit of time, and we will luckily be able to keep making more episodes for the time being. Something we want to stress more than anything is that we love making this show. We're so grateful for all of you who have supported it, shared it, drawn fan art for it, became part of this amazing community. It has meant the world to us. There are still a lot of unknowns, but what we do know is we want to find any possible way to keep making this podcast and playing D&D together. We hope you'll stick with us as we figure things out and continue to be stinky with us as we navigate our direction through this. Promise we will update you when we have more news, but for now, thank you for being here. If you purchased a puppet video or audio message for Stinky Worry, we will deliver on those. We don't want to leave you hanging. It just, we're working on it right now. It's going to take us a little bit of time. Also want to get the Grotesk Dice set out to you all. It will be available March 13th at 10 a.m. Central Time if you check out stinkydragonpod.com slash store. Also, we'll be pausing any future Discord events and live streams for the immediate future as we find out more information. The best way you can support the show in the meantime uh, is listen to the content and interact with us on social media and Discord. Spread the show via word of mouth and share the news. Oh, and of course, stay stinky. This is a Rooster Teeth production. You duo drones, pull your pots into the Stinky Dragon, partake in our latest potable, the Cogtail. It's a mixture of oil, drum rum, tin can ginger, a cup of gold brew, topped with your choice of nuts or bolts. One sip of this riveting refreshment will loosen your screws faster than you can say righty tidy. Previously, our adventurers volunteered for Dr. M's <clears throat> dreamery experiment, delved into the recesses of Sleek and Spectral's past. They arrived as none other than the Internites. Get it? In, interns? Nice, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inspiration died to you, Gus. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, they had a minor accident in Boulderay, a drawn-out discussion in the Elder Pines, and now find themselves in deep waters with nowhere to go. Hold on to your hardware. Let's gear up for this nail-biter. You know what we never have in this show? What? You never hear dice rolling. Mmm. Oh, I think John's reaching for his dice. What's he got? I have some metal dice. You doing folly work? Micah takes exception to that. He says he has included it a few times. Oh. Mm. Oh. I was say, that's the one thing that I noticed. Yeah. ASMR. Let's get the dice roll ASMR. Uh, Chef Mike sent us some metal ones. So I'm going to see if I can, if this will pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Ready? <laughs> it just sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not like a Minecraft, uh, like a rock exploded. I think the noise gate is stopping it. I think it's also just too heavy to do the roll. How about I, I'll hum a little bit. I'll. Oh, yeah. oh that was good. Nice. Yeah, that's good. My knees got weak on that one. That was good. What was it? Eight. Oh, that's not that good. Yeah. 24. Wow. You rolled a 24? On a 20 sided dice? Amazing. You don't know. Just you own a 100 sided die? Uh, I used to at one point. I do not anymore. I don't know what happened to it. We should get a 100-sided die, and at the beginning of every recording, we each roll the 100-sided die, and if it lands on a specific number, our character is dead. No. Wow. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you can have the option. If it lands on a 100, you get something really good, but if it lands on a 1, then you uh, your character starts the episode dead. So then we need to make sure that Ben rolls at least three times at the beginning to increase the chances of sleep dying. <laughs> I have a game-related question I want to ask real quick, and this was pointed out by one of our viewers. So. 
How long were you on that pirate ship for? Because one would assume it would at least be a few days and we would have slept at least at some point. We never got a long rest. Oh, that's true. Uh, yeah, it would have been a few days. I think I saw that comment as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this whole dreamscape is counting as the long rest. <laughs> sure. Probably afterwards, though. Not currently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't. We don't have access to our spells, anyways, right now. So correct. You're you're in a dream. It's like you're getting rest. Yeah. I mean, knowing you guys' track record, though, as soon as we wake up, we're going to be waking up to an ambush of some sort. So <laughs> I think it, it's only fair that we have a long rest right now. I mean, yeah, you maybe should have had a long rest after the uh, the boat ride. Uh, but yeah, you're 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 sleeping now, and it wouldn't matter because you're not in your regular body. So we'll deal with that in a future time. Copy that. All right. We ended the last episode with the water starting to darken and twist into two narrow eyes and a gaping mouth that was murmuring, you guys, and it charged at you all. Let's go ahead and just for fun, roll some initiative just to kind of keep things in order. Just for fun. What the heck? Just for fun. That's what we're doing. We're playing D&D. We're having fun. 13. 8. 4. 21. Nice. And I'm going to roll for Kuptani Zua here. That's his name? Kuptani Zua. As far as we know. Yeah, as far as you know. This is actually uh, Smush. Smarsh's uh, cousin. <laughs> it does feel like uh, like an appearance of a character in a movie where they couldn't afford the rights to the original ones. So they write one that's very, like, you know, parallel. You know what I mean? I think they did that in a Mortal Kombat movie. Did they? Maybe, I can't remember. <laughs> or it's like in, in the He-Man movie when they got like the dude that has, it looks like Lockjaw, but he's not Lockjaw. Okay, anyways. So regardless of that, uh, Bart, you're up first. I am. Uh, and remember there's those uh, glyphs under you. There's this thing outside kind of looking at you all. I've touched two buttons so far. There have been <laughs> two buttons touched. One opened up an opening and let water in and the other one shot lightning bolts all around. Hey, when it shot, sorry, Barbara, go ahead. Oh, no, you ask, ask your question first. Oh, I was going to say, when it shot lightning bolts at us, did anybody go? <laughs> I'm so glad I, I allowed you to. <laughs> Barbara, to, to thank you for, for letting him go first. <laughs> real glad. Real glad I let you uh, <laughs> jump in there. Uh, do, we, do we have, uh, we don't have access to our spells currently, do we? So we haven't explicitly gone over how your character sheets work while in the dreamery. You keep all of your ability scores and modifiers from your regular character. So like what Blaine was asking earlier, like you still roll with Kyborg's modifiers. You don't roll with Spectral's modifiers. Gotcha. Uh, you can also use any non-magical items or weapons that you have in your equipment. So like nothing special as we all like mundane stuff. Mm. If you had access to spells, you can use your cantrips, but none of the other spells. Dang. I was hoping I could use tongues to try to understand what that thing was saying. Mm. That would be useful. We can use cantrips? Um, I don't think I have any sort of, like, understanding of language in my cantrips. And then the last one you could use, features and traits are at my discretion. So it's like I'm going to try to keep it not broken for this. Mm. Bobby. What about my my trait of being able to turn into animals? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> it's, a, it's a class feature. Who are you again? You are... I'm Bo. Bo, no. It's Bo. For show. Okay, so we're in this area with the different glyphs. And then there's this, like, creature that's saying things just outside of this area. Yes. I'm just trying to, like, get my bearings. Okay. Um, Touch your butt. I was going to see if there's, like, could I do a perception check to see if there's, like, any sort of, like, 
clues or um, guide as to what these buttons might mean. Hmm. That's an interesting one. Uh, sure. Why don't you roll a, let's call it just for fun, an intelligence check. Intelligence. Hey, I rolled a 16. Yeah, I mean, you would figure something out. I'll say that in looking at them, you you know, you obviously know that each glyph corresponds to some kind of function in this dome that you're in. Okay, and we've so far pressed the zigzags and the uh, quadrant. Yes. Could I try pressing the wavy lines? I think Gum Gum's about to say something super helpful. <laughs> quadrant. Wait your turn, Gum Gum. <laughs> uh, you said the wavy lines, Barbara? The wavy lines, yeah. So those are the two wavy horizontal lines in the top right. You hear a hissing sound. Could I tell what's happening? We're losing air. We're losing air. Yeah. <laughs> the oxygen's leaving. It seems like you're having to struggle more to catch your breath. Why are these buttons? Oh. Okay, I'm going to stop pressing the button. <laughs> push it again. Push it again. I'll push it. I push it again then. All right. After you push it, then you push it the second time, the hissing stops, and then it restarts, but it seems like it's not as uh, much of a struggle to breathe anymore. Is this their execution Here. chamber? Is this where they put prisoners in to die? Because three <laughs> out of the four of these buttons just kill us. Yeah. Maybe you got one more button left to press. The fourth one. But I don't know if that's like the end of my turn or not. It's probably fire. I'll say one button at a time. Well, I mean, if you're not going to move or do anything else, then I'll say you can push another one. Just do it. What do you guys? Just do I mean, it. We might as well see what all, they, all of them do. We're a curious little group, so I'm going to press that the last button there. The three lines with the lip at the end. Yeah. You press uh, the three straight lines with the lip on them, and the water that was already in the bottom of the dome, remember, like I said, when John opened up the dome, uh, water came, mm -hmm. the water that was already in there begins to drain out and disappears. Interesting. Guys, what if we press that button and the quadrant button at the same time? Because then it'll open, quadrant. but the water will drain out at the same time. So is that a way to escape? How do you escape via that? I guess I was confused. I guess the opening isn't really an opening big enough to get through, huh? Well, water's just rushing in. Yeah, it would be difficult. Well, Bart's got something here because it would be a nice fixture. It'd be a nice waterfall and make things really serene and calm in there, you know, mm -hmm. just having a, a flow of water. But it is good to know that that drains so that if we do get filled up with water, we could shut that off and drain it at any point. Yeah. That creature that's attacking us, is it? It's underwater, right? So couldn't we drain the water? With the creatures outside and it hasn't made an attack, it just said, Lusa, blah, blah, right? <laughs> Correct. It has only spoken so far. So, I mean, we don't, you know, maybe we still being friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was not trying to set that up, by the way. Um, but yeah, there's no reason to think that that thing's going to kill us. I don't know. <laughs> it's opening its mouth and coming at us. Who's uh, to say? Yeah, that could be good too. Yeah, it could be trying to kiss us with open mouth kiss. Yeah, that's how I. That's how I always do when I'm like approaching someone for kids. Just open my mouth and approach them. Oh. Open your mouth, close your eyes, and just hope for the best. Exactly, yeah. John. You gotta think more optimistically. You know, not everything's out here to kill us. Gus and Micah love us and are they're just trying to be friends. When it comes to underwater creatures, I assume everything underwater wants to kill you. Well, there's always a bigger fish. All right. Well, I think that's... Oh, my God. That's probably my turn. I don't really know what else to do. So if the uh, next person wants to take it away. All right. That is it for Bart's turn. Uh, next is Kuptani Zua's turn. Then after they go, it is Mud's turn. Just FYI. 
Okay. This face is just on the outside of the dome looking at you. From what you can make out, it looks like it's two eyes and a mouth, like a gaping mouth. And again, it says, And then as it is saying that, it opens its maw really wide and takes a bite out of the dome that you all are in. Mm. And the entire dome pops out of existence. Water rushes in and you all are now underwater. What? Okay, rules of engagement, we can attack it now. (laughs) Unless it was trying to free us from the dome. (laughs) Oh, just as a quick primer, I don't, you know, we haven't really been underwater in the past. If you're moving underwater, you get half movement speed. And you can hold your breath for a number of minutes equal to one plus your constitution modifier. So, for example, Bart, your constitution modifier is plus two. So you can hold your breath for three minutes. Okay. Make sense? So three rounds. Rounds are actually really fast. A round is about six seconds. Okay. Okay. Ah, so we we got two episodes worth of breathing. (laughs) Yeah. So you actually do have plenty of time. And are we able to, like, tread water for... I wouldn't think you would have to worry about that necessarily. Gear, like, stuff that you have on you is going to hold, kind of weigh you down anyway. Okay. So you will float a little bit, but it's not like you're going to pop up to the surface. You're going to be pretty much down at the bed of the lake still. And then last question, because we're underwater, does that mean we can't talk? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that is correct. So we can't communicate with each other verbally. Verbally. Correct. But hand signals. But that doesn't mean we can't do interpretive dance. Exactly. So now that the dome has disappeared, it's going to try to do something to one of you four. I'm going to roll a four-sided die to see who it's going to go after. That is Bart. Bart, 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 Bart. You see this face, you know, this scary looking face and mouth kind of uh, float over towards you and like a, a force of water rushes out and tries to make contact with you. It would hit AC 26, which I assume would hit you. No. <laughs> yes, it does hit me. <laughs> so yeah, like a giant force of water just hits you right in your torso doing 11 points of damage. 11? Gee. Mud. You are now underwater. You can't quite see what's happening. You can't quite tell what's happening, but it looks like there's a floating face and a current of water struck Bart in the torso. Um, where's the buttons? They're still under you, uh, like on the floor, on the, the lake bed. I think I know what you're going for, and I agree with it. Y'all were standing like uh, like where this was. There's like a big rectangle of stones, and then in the middle of that rectangle was kind of a circular area, and that's where the dome was, and that's what you all are standing on. Uh, by the way, after mud is Kyborg. Okay, what was the third one? There was water comes in, electricity comes in, water goes out, and then uh, air. air deprived. Oh yeah, air air leaves. Yeah, but it sounds like there's a chunk of bubble mix, mix, missing. How do we get the bubble to come back? I don't know if we can. Do we want the bubble to come back? I don't know. Also keep in mind. We're communicating purely through water hand gestures. Just <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering how that was going. Um, when I hit the zigzaggy, where did the lightning come from? Uh, it just seemed to materialize inside of the dome somehow. Hmm. Okay. And now that uh, the dome is gone, but all the buttons are gone too, right? No, the buttons are still there on the floor. Oh. They're on the floor. Yeah. And there's and, uh, and there's nothing else 
on the floor other than those four buttons. There's no other buttons or, or controls or anything. No. The only other thing that Kyborg saw, I believe it was in our previous episode, was he noticed some stairs uh, to the northeast still on that stone platform as well. It's like it would have been outside of the dome, but still on the stone platform. How far away is that? And the, the stairs went down? It seemed to go down below the lake bed. I tried communicating that to you, but John and I got into a kerfuffle, and I don't know if it got communicated. It's like from the pedestal with the four stones, it's about 35, 40 feet away to get to those stairs. And, okay, my movement speed is reduced. You have half movement uh, underwater. My movement speed is 30, so I have 15. Um, I'd like to double move towards those stairs. Double move. Okay, I'm going to count exactly then. I, I was kind of estimating before. If you double move, you're about five feet away from the first step that goes down. Okay, that's what I want to do. That's it for mud. Can I, uh, do I, do I, if since I'm at, I'm five feet from the step? Yeah. Can I see anything more? Can I see down into it yet? You're kind of coming from the side as opposed to straight on. Let's see. Um, you can just see that there are stairs that go down. It's dark in there. It's dark going down, so you can't quite see too far. Okay. Kyborg, you're up, then Gum Gum. We, how far away am I from the stairs? You're about the same. You know, since you all were standing on the four stones, you're all 35 feet. Since I, yeah, it was 35 feet from what I'll say, it's about 35 feet for everyone to get to the first step. Shoot, that's my speed, but it's halved. Um, that means then if your speed is 35, if you double moved, you could get onto the first step. Oh, uh, I'll do that. I'll swim, I'll swim, double move over to the, the steps. Double swim. Okay, yeah, you make a double move and you're able to get, you're able to p- just pass mud, go five feet further and get to the first step down on that platform. And I am Kyborg, I have elf vision, but I imagine that Spectral also has dark vision as well. So what can I see with my eyes? Does Spectral have dark vision? Do you know that for a fact? I, he's the stealth guy. He's like silent step, like with boots and stuff like that, dude. There's no reason that guy shouldn't have night vision. All right, you're right. <laughs> Got him. I, I was hoping for a more uh, a rules lawyery answer. I don't even know what Spectral is. I think he's a human. Is he is he human? I don't remember. Spectral is a half orc, which means that yeah, you would have dark vision. Ah, uh, yes. That's the rules lawyery answer I was looking for. Yeah, I just looked it up, and orc blood has superior vision in dark and dim conditions. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Like I said, it's really dim and dark down there. Your dark vision, I believe, is 60 feet, uh, if I remember right. You can see that from your perspective where you are at the top of the steps, the 60 feet in front of you looks like the steps just continue down underwater. You don't, you can't see anything beyond that, but you can see six for the next 60 feet at least, they are steps going straight down. Cool. Well, what are we supposed to do? Because that's like, that's like two rounds of movement. Yeah. Is this a runaway thing? <laughs> Are we running away? I'm just imagining that there's another room or something like that. The only other thing that I can imagine is like we, you know, it's like a Zelda boss battle and we shock it with electricity if that's that button is still active. I mean, we could try that. Well, Kyborg's turn is over. Micah reminded me I forgot to roll for loose. I'm going to do that right oh, yes. now. Is she going to help us? So <laughs> 11. We'll put her right after. I'm sorry, Gum Gum. We're going to put her right after Kyborg. She should have gone before Kyborg, but because I forgot, I'm going to stick her right here after Kyborg. Oh, I guess she can't talk to you, can she? Uh, okay. So at this point, 
We have Mud and Kyborg who have uh, moved off over to the top of the steps, and we have Bart and Gum Gum and Luce still by the stone glyphs, and the Kuptani Zua has attacked Bart. Sure has. Okay, Luce is gonna wave and try to get Bart and Gum Gum's attention, and then she's gonna point down at the glyphs. Okay. And she's gonna reach down and press one. She presses one, and the like the dome reforms around you all. Oh. It's still filled with water, but the dome is back. And which one did she push? Make a perception check to see if you noticed. Okay. We're outside that dome. Yep. Why did we run away? Ooh, 16. It's not bad. Uh, it looked like she pushed the square with the quadrants. Gotcha. Okay. After she does that, she just kind of shrugs. <laughs> and from where she is, she's going to try to make an attack on... On the Kuptani? Yeah, on the thing that's attacking Bart. She pulls out a dagger and tries to make an attack. Save me, person we're now fighting with. <laughs> Ooh, I don't think that's a hit. She rolled a 13. Oh, that is a hit. Woo! Unfortunately, it's a dagger. It doesn't do a ton of damage. She does four points of damage. Yeah, that's better than that. I was going to say, this is like the equivalent of a mosquito just going, eh, sticking <laughs> you. Hey. Yeah, what does it look like? Or how does it react to that, to the dagger? It doesn't seem to to really care. It's hard to tell. It's kind of amorphous. Okay. So it's 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 really difficult to gauge. And it's it's actually just a face, right? It, yeah, it's like a patch of dark water that has a face on it. Well, that's so uh, creepy. So it hasn't taken okay. So it hasn't taken any form other than the dark water. And it, okay, got it. Correct. Gum gum. It's your turn. Then after you is Bart. Uh, how close is Bart to me? Yeah, like right next to you. Is there a way I can grab Bart and swim with him? You should probably stay in the dome. I mean, yeah, you could pick Bart up, I guess. Because we're swimming. We're in the water, right? Well, the, the dome is filling up with water again, which means we should probably hit that button to drain it. Yeah, I was going to push the button to empty the dome, but just so that you're away from the creature. Can I do that? Can I grab Bart and then swim to the button and push the one to... Well, you all are on the button. Oh, okay. Then I'll just push the one to, to let the water go away. You have to tell me which one that is. <laughs> that is the... Uh, which one was it? That's the bottom left one, the three straight horizontal lines that curve at the end. Okay, uh, you press the button in the bottom left, and yes, the water starts draining out. <laughs> and is the is that creature getting, like, pulled away with it, with the water, because he's part of the water? No, it, it seems to be able to resist the, the draining and the pull, and it's still there with you guys. Does he look happy? Happy? No, it looks like its mouth is still open. Quick, go inside its mouth. <laughs> um, and then I guess I'll push another button. And which which one do you want to push? It's all full of water right now, right? No, the dome has drained. All that's really left, or it's I should say, it's in the process of draining. It's mostly empty at this point. Okay. Uh, can I hit the um lightning one and jump into the air what? with Bart? What? 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 <laughs> what? Why? 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 I don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to get the lightning to hit the, the creature. You could try that. I will say that would probably be impossible because based on what you saw before, the lightning comes down like instantly. It's not like when it's let go, the lightning comes out. It's like the second it's hit, the lightning came out. Okay. Can I run away and throw something? Can I grab carry Bart, run away and throw something at the dot to hit the lightning? I think that's too... That might be too many actions because you already... Hit that, then you want to move and essentially take an attack as well. 
Also, Bart might not want to go somewhere against his will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want you to get struck by lightning. <laughs> uh, Bart might want to stay close to the buttons to keep experimenting. Okay, then I guess I'll just hit the lightning button and see what happens. Oh, good lord. Okay, yeah, you hit the uh, lightning button, and once again, as soon as you press it, lightning appears and strikes all around you. Uh, everyone go ahead and roll a dexterity saving throw. Everyone or just me and Gum Gum? Uh, I should say, yeah, thank you. Bart, Gum Gum, uh, Luce, and the Kuptani Zula. It's 11. 22. 11 for Gum Gum, 22 for Bart. I'm going to roll for Luce here. Uh, that's pretty good, actually. That's a 17. And Kuptani Zua. Zero, zero, zero. Oh, no, that's zero. a 19. Yeah. That's really good. Dang. So, yeah, only uh, Gum Gum takes damage from the lightning strike. How much was it? Gum Gum takes four points of uh, electrical damage. That's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, not to like blow a hole in this whole thing, but I feel like stakes are low because this is a memory. So, I mean, we we might as well experiment and just try to kill Sleek. I'm just saying. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. I'm Sleek. <laughs> oh, 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> is this one of those things where if you die in the dream, you die in real life? No, because we already interact with Sleek. Mm, got a real nightmare on Elm Street kind of thing. Yeah. So in the uh, in the bubble is the Kryptani Zua, mm-hmm. and there's no water in the bubble, and the Kryptani Zua is fine. The water's mostly gone, but yeah, it it seems to be unaffected by the draining of the rest of the water. Okay. Uh, Gum Gum, I think that's it for you. I don't think you have anything else you can do. Can I do anything else? No, I think you've already uh, yeah. taken all the actions you can. Okay. Uh, in that case, it is Bart's turn. Bart, Bart, Bart. After Bart is is the enemy's turn, and then Mud. Go ahead, Bart. Um, I want to try to hit the quadrant button. Quadrant. Okay. Yeah, you hit the quadrant button, and like an opening pops open uh, in the dome, and water starts pouring in. And could I then press the uh, button with the three horizontal lines at the same time? Uh, yeah. I guess water would start draining at the same time, so it's like it reaches an equilibrium. So Bart is basically doing, like, a DDR on the button pads. <laughs> I just want to see if there's, like, some type of, like, combination thing here that we need to unlock. Um, the zigzag is a lightning. The There's the air thing. Could I also press the two wavy line button? Uh, sure. You press the two wavy lines and you see the water. You know, like I said, the water reached an equilibrium. Bubbles start, like, appearing in the water. Okay. You're in a jacuzzi. Yeah, you just made a big soda stream. Huh. Which you pushed which one, Barb? The uh, the two wavy lines. That's the one that I think made us lose our ability to breathe before. Mm-hmm. Which I imagine is it just sucking oxygen out of the room, maybe? Or or it's introducing another gas. Oh. Gum gum, did you toot? Because he said we were having a hard time breathing. Breathing, but the you know the lack of oxygen is not the only thing that can cause that. Mm-hmm. So then we're basically in an engine where if you introduce whatever this might be, it might be fuel, and then we could ignite it with the electric, rev up that engine. Should I press the fourth and final button? I'd do it. Do your DDR dance. Or is that or is that gonna murder can, us? Can can she? I think you would be out of uh, actions at that point. Oh okay. Could I? So am I done now then? I think so, unless you can think of something I'm not thinking of. I'm just nervous now about the bubbling water and if that's going to kill us. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm having such a hard time with this in particular 
envisioning what this looks like and mm -hmm. like what to do. I don't know why. I'm just like my my head is like not visualizing this. It's because it's unusual, right? You're like, yeah, your character is underwater fighting something. So like you have no personal frame of reference for that. So it's like underwater in a dome that's like keeping us obviously not under like surrounding us. So we're not in the water. And this thing is out just outside of that dome. Remember, it bit the dome and broke it. Now it's it's in with you. Okay, I just didn't know if, like, when the dome popped back up, it was, like, back intact. The dome was intact, but, yeah, it is still inside the dome with you. Okay. So, yeah, you, Gum Gum, Loose, and the cryptozoologist zoo is in there with you. <laughs> cryptozoologist. Okay, well, if that's if that's all I could do, I guess I'll let the next person go. Okay, that is... Which is the, the cryptologist. Kuptani Zua. I said that. <laughs> After it goes, uh, Mud, it's your turn. It, uh, once again, it says, Kutanizuwa. Yeah, we know, we know. Okay, mm it, uh, it's gonna, I guess it sees Mud and Kyborg over by the stairs. So it's gonna, like, swim very quickly out of the dome. Uh, it escapes and rushes over to where Mud is. How does it go out of the dome? Uh, it goes out of the drain that the water's draining out of. Okay back out into the water, into the, I should say, the sheer lake at large. And it's, it doesn't get super close. It kind of, it only goes halfway between the dome and the stairs. About It's about 15 feet either way. From a distance, it kind of lashes out and causes the water to uh, reach out and uh, lash up against mud. Uh-oh. <gasps> Hits AC 26. Ooh. Which means that that is a hit. Aww. It does, ooh. 22 points of damage. Oh, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Are you at zero? I am at zero. Mud's at zero. In that case, it also uh, grapples Mud. But since Mud is taking a little nap, there's no, like, DC check. It just uh, it knocks Mud unconscious and it grabs hold of him tight. Oh, no. Hey, everyone. As always, want to give you a quick reminder... To give us a follow on social media at Stinky Dragon Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, maybe like some posts, maybe share some posts, maybe interact with us. Uh, it would really, really help us out. Uh, social media is absolutely great for podcasts and for sharing. Helps us uh, continue to grow. Uh, so we'd, re we'd really like it if you could do that. And want to give a shout out to some of our voice actors for this episode. Uh, Luce, of course, played by Hannah McCarthy and Mayor Prattle. Uh, played by our very own Nick Schwartz. Uh, you may know him as the Sauce Monkey over on Face Jam, which is another one of the podcasts we produce here. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. I know we've all been there when you're going to shop online, you're checking out, you see that little promo code field, and you're like, oh, I wonder what I could type in there. Is it possible to save some money? You try to do some searches, try to find a code, try to type random things in. Uh, and it's always just such a huge pain. Uh, well, thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past because Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart all automatically. Uh, so imagine you're shopping one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears. All you have to do is click apply coupons. Just wait a couple seconds. It searches for coupons, finds one for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, uh, you just watch and the prices drop. 
I do a lot of shopping online and uh, honey is absolutely vital. I can't imagine shopping without it anymore. Uh, it doesn't matter what I'm shopping for. It regularly finds codes and applies them and saves me money. You know, I should I should be keeping tally. I should, every time it saves me money, I'm going to keep a, a, a little spreadsheet and see how much money I can save with honey. You name it. <laughs> it's, I, I can't even begin to name it. I bought some jeans recently and saved money with honey. And it works across so many different websites that I use. It's absolutely phenomenal. Did you know that Honey doesn't just work on desktops? It'll also work on your iPhone too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. By getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. I'd never recommend something I don't use. So get Honey for free at joinhoney.com dragon. That's joinhoney.com dragon. Mud, it's your turn. Go ahead and roll a d20 to see if you stabilize. Five. Nope. Nope. How do we work around if a character dies, but this is in the past in a memory? Well, I'm Bo, so we've never met Bo, so maybe this is why. Oh, no. <laughs> you killed Bo. It's designed. <laughs> okay. Kyborg, you're up, and then Luce, and then Gum Gum. Well, I'm going to try to save Bo, even though there is essentially a red shirt at this point. <laughs> John is even wearing a red shirt while we're recording this. Uh, what do I have weapons-wise on me? It's whatever you would have right now, whatever Kyborg has in his inventory that's not, like, magical, just, like, mundane weapons. Longbow Triumph. That's magical. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's blue on your character sheet. I don't... What is... Does blue mean magic? Yes, that is a, uh, a magic weapon. Oh, and today I learned. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so you would have uh, your hand axes uh, and your longsword. All right. Longsword it is. I'm going to skewer this Kuptani Zua fish. So like I said, he was a bit away. He's about 15 feet away from you. So you would have to move over to get closer to him. My speed is 35. So if we half that, it's 18. I'm going to, that's my movement is to go over yeah. to Kuptani Zua. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to strike him with my long sword. That's a 26. Man, that's a really good roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That definitely hits. Again, every time I pull out this longsword, I'm like, why don't I use this thing? This thing's amazing. <laughs> uh, and then I do 12 points of slashing damage. Wow. With the idea of trying to free mud from its grip. I should have mentioned that earlier, but I'm trying to get mud back so I can get him back into the bubble. And then we'll we'll resuscitate you with the electric bolts. Yeah. <laughs> ah. That can't go wrong. May- <laughs> If Mud was conscious and able to, like, resist, I would say that you attacking to try to free him would help. But since he's currently, like, limp uh, and unconscious, he's still firmly in uh, the grasp. Okay. Well, I would. I also want to point out that Kyborg does have two actions now. Does that transfer over to... Two attacks, you mean? Yeah. Yes. You absolutely can attack again. All right. Well, here we go. Going to try again. Longsword. But I'm aiming for the hands. Kuptani Zua <laughs> hands. 24. Does it have hands? How is it picking you up? Not really. How's that holding me? Yeah. It's just it's just grasping. It's not like a hand, like you say. It's like that, that thing that lashed out. Like, you wouldn't say an octopus has hands. It's not that it's a, a cephalopod <laughs> or anything like that. Is I'm it a just worm? giving an example. Is it a giant worm? It's, it's not a worm. Well, how would a giant worm grapple me? Like a snake would coil around you. So like a snake. So then he would have coiled around me. So it's an eel. Oh, my God. <laughs> just say what it is. You can just end it all by it's saying an, what it's it is. It's an amorphous, amorphous face. 
Yeah. What she has said before. Think like a the, the, like a oh, like a okay. gaseous. I I assumed that he was saying that as a way of concealing. It's like it was hidden in shadow, and he was no. just like, it's just a big amorphous. I didn't know it was actually a big amorphous poo thing. Then I would have said it was hidden in shadow. Make make a history check. Do you actually want me to make a history check, or am I allowed to roll my? Yes, make a history check. Fifteen. It's an elemental. What does that even mean? I don't even know. Oh All right. my god! <laughs> it's that elementals aren't necessarily, you know, uh, restricted to like conventional, you know, quadruped or or, or bipedal forms. Well, well, I'm going elemental, trying to get this dang attack going. So I'm gonna roll my slashing damage. Damn it! I rolled a one, five, five. Uh, I'm not, I'm gonna treat it not as a called shot. Not that you're actually trying to hit its quote-unquote hand, but you're just making a general attack on it. I mean, it seems huge. So yeah, I feel like you can kind of decipher whereabouts you'd attack with. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Five points of damage. Is he dead? Did I free mud? No. Ah. Yeah, uh, I think that's it for you, Kyborg. Unless I action surged. Well, no, because you didn't let us long rest. I don't have an action surge available. Yeah, that's me. Okay. It's my turn? Uh, no, it is Luce's turn first. Luce is still inside the dome with Bart and Gum Gum. She's assessing the situation. Uh, she can talk, you know, since the water has drained. Those of you in the dome are able to actually communicate. She'll say to Bart and Mud, Let's grab Bo and head for the stairs. Oh. Dang it. I was doing that. I feel like they're still got to do these buttons or something. Uh, she takes off running. And, you know, when she gets up to the wall of the dome, you know, it kind of, like, gives a little bit of resistance, but she's able to, like, pop through. The dome stays in place, but she's able to, like, pop through it, and it reforms behind her. And she begins moving through the water over towards mud. So this is actually Otogunga. This is, this is like, domes of air that you can walk through. I don't know what Otogunga is, but okay. It's the Gungan, it's the Gungan city. Oh, right, right. Yeah, it is like that, isn't it? <laughs> She goes up and she tries to grab Mud. She's going to make a grapple check with this thing that's holding on to Mud. Oh, she rolled a 17. It rolled a 16. Oh, wow. She's able to wrestle Mud out of its grasp. And free. And uh, starts, you know, continues on her way past Kyborg, most of the way to the stairs. And that's her turn. The, so, Gum Gum, it's your turn. Uh, Which buttons did... Did uh, Barbara hit last time or Bart hit last time? I think everything but the lightning. <laughs> yes, it's correct. I believe that is correct. Uh, I think first she hit the quadrant, then I believe she hit the horizontal lines, then I believe she hit the wavy line. I just want to point out real quick, mm-hmm. the fact that Gus is mentioning what order I press them in, I think might be a clue. Well, there is a one, two, three, four. They do go in an order. We should maybe try to do that. I think there's something to do with the buttons here. Should I do four? Should I do four, three, two, one, or one, two, three, four? Currently, three of them are on. Yes. So we'd probably have to spend a few of our turns turning them off and on. So to summarize, if I remember right, there is an opening in the dome, so water's pouring in, but simultaneously water's being drained, so it's reached an equilibrium, and there are some kind of bubbles being introduced into the water that is in the dome. I mean, I do. Do you think we maybe need to electrocute this? bubbly concoction this being that's attacking us like because it's it's in the water it didn't take damage last time you did it yeah but it had a really good roll no but the, it also like the thing wasn't filled with water when we did the lightning yeah yeah I'm, I'm pointing out that like we haven't seen how it reacts yeah 
uh, is there any sort of like animal or history? I just to identify what type of elemental it might be. Yeah, water. Okay, it's water. Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was dark, so I was like, maybe it's a dark. Maybe it's like a shadow <laughs> elemental. I don't know. I just had to have it stand out from the rest of the water. Okay. Uh, well, then it's in the water right now, right? Yes. Then I'm gonna hit the last one that Bart didn't hit and do the light. Wait, wait, wait. Just to clarify, when I say it's in the water, I mean, remember, it left the dome. That's why it has mud. Oh. Oh, yeah. It's no longer in. I forgot. Yeah, that's what I meant by it's in the water. Like, it's not in the water in the dome. It's in the water of the lake. That makes things more complicated. Well, I feel like I should just hit the last button that hasn't been hit just because Barb, you're making a face. I'm just just nervous. I don't really, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's not in there. Why would you do the lightning? Gum gum. It's up to you. It's up to you, Chris. Oh, God. All right. Then. We should probably try to do it in the sequential thing. So maybe we should unclick the buttons. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll unclick the buttons. How many buttons can I push if I do that? Like, uh, I gave Barbara three. I had been saying two before, but I gave Barbara three. So I'll give you I'll give you three. So tell me what you want to push. Which ones? What order did you push in, Barb? I did the, uh, the quadrants and then the uh, three straight lines and then the wavy lines. That was four, three, two, one. The only one we didn't hit was lightning. No, lightning's four. No, the f- isn't it four quadrants? No, lightning is a s- single zigzaggy line. Oh, you mean as far as the number of... Li- okay, okay. Yeah, so I feel like we should just continue that just so we know what happens, even if it electrocutes us. Go for it. Can I undo saying I undid them and just say I hit the lightning one just to see what happens? Gum Gum reaches down and pushes the zigzaggy line. The lightning bolts reappear, strike all around you. And Bart and Gum Gum uh, zap out of existence. What? Uh, we'll deal with you guys later. You guys are not here anymore. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what? I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. Well, you're away from danger. Yeah. Or this danger. Maybe you're around new danger. Like zap out of existence as in like we... I'm telling it from the perspective of Mud and Kyborg and Luce who are still around. They see that you just, you pop away. You're gone. Huh. Well, no, not not uh, mud because mud's passed out. Yeah. Oh, oh right, right. Well, if mud was conscious uh, from his perspective. All right. So it is the enemy's turn. It would also notice that they're gone, and you hear it go. It's lost its grip on mud because loose took mud away. It's gonna go ahead and take a couple of swings at loose because it wants to get mud back. So yeah, it swims up closer to loose and takes a couple of attacks. The first one hits, doing... Ooh, 20 points of damage to loose. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, the second attack, um, it rolls a one, which is a a critical miss. What happens when a water elemental underwater critically misses? I guess it it loses sight of you all temporarily in uh, some disturbed water. It does not drown, Micah. I was going to say it's uh, swimming trunks fill with pockets of air, and then it bubbles up, and it gets all embarrassed and turns red. <laughs> yes, that, we'll go with that. I like that. Okay. Uh, Mud, it's your turn. Go ahead and roll uh, a d20 to see if you stabilize. 19. That is a stabilize. I got one. Uh, Kyborg, it's your turn. Luce has passed you carrying Mud and is at the top of the stairs where you were previously. Okay. I think that... I swam 18 feet to go back and attack the thing. No, it's 15 feet. So I'm going to swim back. So that's 15 feet to get back to the stairs, plus three feet. So I'm going to go down a couple stairs. And then I'm going to double up my... uh, I'm going to trade in a 
attack for additional movement. So I'm just going to go down those stairs. Yeah, so you'd move about 20 feet down the stairs total is what you have. Okay. So since your dark vision allows you to see 60 feet, you see that at the edge of your, previously from the edge of your dark vision, that in about another 40 feet, the stairs seem to end and level off. And it seems like there's a tunnel in front after that point. Oh. Is there any air? Is there a pocket of air down there? You can't tell because it like turns and levels off. So you can't like see around that corner. Okay. Well, at least I'm away from Zulu. 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 Kuptani Zua. Kuptani Zua. Yeah, that's my turn. All right. It's Luce's turn. Her speed's 30. She's going to double move. So she is 10 feet in front of you. She's about halfway down the stairs. I'm skipping Gum Gum and Barks. We'll deal with you once we resolve everything that's happening here. It's the enemy's turn. It lost sight of us. Oh, right. It had a critical fail. It needs to figure out what's going on. Same. Uh, Making a perception check for it. Two. (laughs) It's very confused after uh, getting turned around after its critical failure. Who knows? The sand popped up. It got air in its trunks. It's having a hard time maintaining itself. Uh, It doesn't necessarily know where you all went. Kyborg, you are 20 feet down the stairs, 40 feet from the bottom. I'm just going to keep on keeping on. I'm going to keep on going down those stairs, or I guess now I'm in that level area. Yeah, you would just reach it. Uh, When you get to the bottom and you pop into that tunnel, it actually has air. There's no water in it. Okay. Um, So I go in and I go... (laughs) (laughs) It's like the abyss. You got to spit out all that water. Oh, yeah. What a great movie. Another great Cameron film. I should watch that again soon. So you're right at the end of the stairs, right at the beginning of the tunnel, and you are back. Oh, D&D, yeah. Out of the water in the air. Right, right. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess I could ready up a healing potion because I'm imagining that, uh, what's her face, gets down here, soon to be parallel. Loose. Yeah, loose. That's the, wow, I stumbled my way through that one. I'm going to ready up a healing potion for um, mud. Okay. By the way, I failed to mention when you got down there, you actually do smell fresh air. It doesn't smell like stagnant, like you would expect Mm. uh, a pocket of air trapped underwater to be. Okay. Okay, yeah, and the next round, Luce comes through, and she catches up to you is, is at the same spot, like right at the start of the air tunnel. And we're out of combat at this point. We did it. And uh, she's got she's got mud with her. All right. Can I do anything out of combat to stabilize? Well, I was going to see if uh, Kyborg's going to give you that potion or not. Yeah. Wait, so this is weird. I have a potion in the future. Do I give up that potion in the future? It's not your potion. No, this is an old, this is a past memory potion. Mm-hmm. All right, well, here, take this potion. It means nothing to me. Here, blah, 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 blah. Just, just <laughs> fill it down your gullet. Got to roll for a, uh, do I roll for healing? He got to roll for me because he has it. Yeah. Okay, that would be a 2d4 plus 2. So let me get that d4 ready. One, two, boom. Oh, Jesus. Three plus two, five. Well, that doesn't matter. That is, Mud now has five hit points and is awake. Now Mud goes, <laughs> <laughs> Bo, oh, Bo, I'm so glad you're back. Uh, you're such an integral part of the team. I foresee you being the best of the, the Infinites someday. What are the Infinites? Loose asks. Yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm making a team. <laughs> I guess, so we're, we're now in a tunnel that on one end where we just came from is going back into the water and the other end is heading down the tunnel towards a turn? It just goes straight. Uh, it's dark, so you can't, you can't see beyond the 60 feet. But all you know is that at minimum, it goes 60 feet in that direction. What is Bo? Bo's 
uh, uh, the genie thing in Orc? Genasi. Genasi. I said that. The genie. And Orc? Uh, no, I believe she's just Genasi. Does Genasi have good vision? Mm, I don't think any dark vision would extend beyond 60 feet. Okay. Um, start trepidatiously heading towards the tu- down the tunnel. Okay. You all start making your way, making your way down the tunnel. Walking making your way down the tunnel. As you all are walking down the tunnel, it starts to slowly fill with very dim light. Then as time goes on, you can tell that it's slanting ever so slightly up. Oh. Then after walking for a ways, you emerge on the shoreline of the Sheer Lake. And when you emerge on the shoreline, Bart and Gum Gum are standing there, staring at the, <gasps> staring out at the lake. What? <laughs> so Bart and Gum Gum, from your perspective, when Gum Gum hit the lightning bolt, you just instantly teleported and were standing at the shore of the lake. And not that long past, you know, it was maybe 30 seconds to a minute of staring at the lake when the rest of your group emerges from a nearby, like, secret passage at the shore of the lake. Cool. So now everyone is standing at the edge of the lake, you managed to vanquish Kuptani Zua in a way I was not expecting. That went way more chaotically than I was hoping. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to argue, argue against that because you made us go through an underwater puzzle. How did you think that was going to go smoothly or conventionally or anything like that? Honestly. Awful. Well, you all split up the party. That's, what, that's the thing uh, I never think about. <laughs> we... Yeah, well, whatever. It's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, John, you were the one that started it, so. <laughs> I saw stairs. And I followed you foolishly. Did the stairs work out? <laughs> yeah, only because I had to heal you and, yeah. You did die. You did <laughs> die. Micah says that this worked well with the focus group. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, everything swirls into scarlet. Well, uh, uh, okay. What's... <laughs> Once again, your surroundings refocus and it appears you're back in Mayor Prattle's office. Prattle is standing behind his desk, biting his lip. He looks up. Ah, you're back. You almost missed me. I was about to go see a doctor that's just come into town. Anyway, how did it go? Will they help us? Uh, yes. Good question. We didn't get confirmation from either, to be honest with you, Doc. Er, Prattle. Mayor. Seems like if we were to, uh show them both signs of uh, progress that they their society considers progress, we might be able to create a, a relationship between them. Mm. Accurate. Luce steps forward and says, Like I said, this dispatch was a waste of time. No one's going to want a bunch of worthless rocks from some no-name town. Is that so? Then why did you agree to go in the first place? Because I knew they had what we needed. Luce cracks open the crate holding the sangria night, but it isn't full of glowing purple rocks. She starts pulling out items and handing them to each of you. She hands Bart a mossy loot. Haven't you always wanted to be a bard, Austin? What if you could stop time with a strum of a chord? She gives Kyborg a pair of boots. How many times were you beaten up as a child, Lank? What if you could sneak up on your enemies like a ghost and return the favor? She passes Gum Gum a wooden goblet. What would you give, Marcy, if you could have saved Fred with a sip from this cup? Finally, she presents Mud a hammer. Bo, you can barely stand now, but what if you could move mountains with one swing? Imagine the world you could shape for creatures of all shapes and sizes. 
Yeah, she she did the steal. We didn't. We did not. We did not uh, take those. That would. That's all her. Yeah. Oh, no, this is gonna be bad. So now there's not peace with the sloth people or the water people. The sloth people. <laughs> I don't understand. Where did all of this come from? They weren't going to hand these over, Felix. I did what needed to be done. But this wasn't part of the plan, Luce. My plan was to- Your plan was too small. She pulls out a pair of gloves from the crate and puts them on. She reaches out to Prattle and barely touches him. He immediately collapses into his desk chair, unmoving with wide eyes. Oh, she cut off her hands. I'm gonna make a note of that. <laughs> what? She just put on some gloves. She has gloves. Yeah, yeah, we cut off her hands and then we oh. and then we make her powerless. Or just take the gloves. Or cut off her hands. I don't think you should have done that to the mayor. She touches Bart. No! And Bart freezes and then touches mud, then touches Kyborg and Gunga. I run away. I run away. <laughs> Luce holds up her gloved hand. This is how we finally take back all that was taken from us. This is how we finally put Bouldery on the map. And this is how we finally earn our place in the world. We won't just be able to save Bouldery. We will be able to save anyone, everyone, like guards or knights that protect the world and beyond. The possibilities are infinite. Are they infinite? Luce heads for the exit, but as she opens the door, she looks back at Felix. Your plans were always too small, old man. You'll see. We will change the world. And with that, she closes the door behind her. Once she leaves, everyone begins to feel more normal again. You regain your feeling and mobility. That is a villain origin story if I ever saw one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about Luce. She'll calm down. I'll be the first to admit she went a bit too far with her methods, but we can't turn back now. What's done is done. Besides, what am I going to do? Arrest my own daughter? Uh Uh-huh. Daughter? Dun, dun, dun. It seems like a conflict of interest here going on. My God. Are we still on the memory? You're out of the episode now. That's the oh. end of this episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, that was a cliffhanger. So many layers. Like an onion. Questions are finally being answered. Origins are being revealed. My goodness. Weaknesses are being uh, found. Cut off her hands. Cut off her hands. <laughs> I like that that's also your solutions like not take the gloves off just cut her hands off yeah well she's bad well you know Blaine his character lost an arm so that's kind of like his default thing is oh, cut off limbs dismemberment dismemberment that's how, that's how they do it in Star Wars if you cut off her hands then she can never put on gloves again ever that's what the Avengers should have done from the start cut off Thanos taking Thanos' arm off yeah the Infinity Gauntlet only fits on one hand right yeah so he can keep the other one just not his left yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back again next week with another episode of Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Hope you enjoyed this one. Oh, boy. Bye. Hope you enjoyed <laughs> that episode. Cutting audio. <laughs> <laughs>